0: facing a political problem in america we're facing a moral problem god is not a republican or a democrat but i can't resist saying don't you wish politicians would stop acting like how great thou art was written about them today we're again going to look at the prophetic element of our present situation concerning the last days Jesus said that unless these days were shortened, even the elect would be deceived. That is how critical it is that we all learn how to discern the truth of God's Word and of His present will for us. Today, Pastor Hardica looks at how God has dealt with present-day situations in the past. There have been many so-called prophetic words that have told us who our next president is going to be. I don't care who prophesies that someone will be the next president, The burden to believe something is absolutely not what someone says about the future unless it can be confirmed in the Bible. True biblical prophecy doesn't create confusion. It creates clarity, conviction, and confession of sin. It doesn't focus on what could happen with others, but on what God wants to happen in us. Humble yourself, turn from your wicked ways, and seek the Lord, and Donald Trump will win the White House. Really? So he didn't because you didn't? Maybe we're left wondering if the rest of the Christians in America didn't get the memo. The main impact of a true prophecy doesn't leave us wondering or hoping if it's true. Its validity can be confirmed through God's Word. Obedience to a prophetic word causes God to respond when we take it to heart. He will fill the nation with His power. Not Donald Trump's influence, nor Joe Biden's. With God, the trial is never about the trial, you see. And this political storm is not about getting the right political answers. It's about bringing a nation to its knees until it is humbled enough to love our enemies, pray for them, and bless them. Unity won't come through political maneuvering, but through genuine love and morality. Whose morality, you ask? Well, not yours and not mine and not some politicians, but through the one who created each one of us in his image. If we were his mirror, I don't think God would recognize himself at all right now. But take heart, God is bringing America to its knees. And the sooner we willingly accommodate him and focus on our own heart's condition, the sooner he will turn and leave us a great blessing. We have a great dilemma in America right now. Freedom of speech is being destroyed, corporations are openly aligning with political parties and threatening the opposing party monetarily. The hypocrisy in government has become astounding in moving away from the values of Scripture and of our Constitution. So we're going to look at the biblical principles that God has used to govern this world when nations who have identified with Him have turned from Him. By this you will know a prophecy is from God or not when you hear a thus saith the Lord. You see, God doesn't change, nor has his word changed, or he has said that he would quit being God if it does. Israel lamented, There is no more any prophet, neither is there any among us that knows how long. O Lord, how long shall the adversary reproach? Shall the enemy blaspheme thy name forever? Lord, how long shall the wicked, how long shall the wicked triumph? How long shall they utter and speak hard things, and all the workers of iniquity boast themselves? The short answer, as we shall see, is, When your nation seeks God, even if they have to be brought to their knees through judgment. When my people repent, then God shall set in motion the overthrow of the ungodly. That's his word. Who are the ungodly? Those who promote the values of the world and not of the kingdom of God. For this reason, God is going to bring America to its knees until its people repent, humble themselves, and seek the Lord, and it makes no difference how much of a Republican or a Democrat anyone is. Psalms 93 says, He that planted the ear, shall he not hear? He that formed the eye, shall he not see? Blessed is the man whom you chasten, O Lord, and teach him out of your law, that you may give him rest from the days of adversity until the pit is dug for the wicked. The prophet Isaiah prophesied when Israel was about to be taken into Babylon for 70 years. He says, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then the Lord first cleansed the lips of the prophet. Think about that for a minute. Then God said, Who shall I send to speak to them? Here I am, Isaiah said, send me so god sent him to speak to the nation but he said go and speak to them but they will not understand they will see but they will not comprehend what they are seeing don't expect listen don't expect many people to even comprehend what you're saying mr prophet god said speak to them until they have gotten so hardened that they will not listen to you at all For if they heard you, they would repent, and I would turn and heal their land. Judgment was coming, and God was sending a prophet to whom the nation would not listen. Then the prophet said, Lord, how long? And he answered, Until the cities be wasted without inhabitant, and the houses without man, and the land be utterly desolate. Please note this, that the nation became divided, the nation of Israel, and war was waged on those who remained faithful to the Lord. That's an interesting parallel when Israel was divided many, many years before it came to Isaiah's word. Next, the prophet Jeremiah was sent. How long shall I see the standard and hear the sound of the trumpet? For thus saith the Lord, The whole land shall be desolate, yet will I not make a full end. How shall I pardon thee for this? Your children have forsaken me, and sworn by them that are no gods." When I had fed them to the full, they then committed adultery, and assembled themselves by troops in the harlots' houses. They were as fed horses in the morning; every one neighed after his neighbour's wife. Shall I not visit for these things, saith the Lord, and shall not my soul be avenged on such a nation as this? Lo, I will bring a nation upon you from far, O house of Israel, saith the Lord. It is a mighty nation. It is an ancient nation, a nation whose language you do not know, neither understand what they say. The prophets prophesy falsely, and the priests bear rule by their means, and my people love to have it so. And what will you do in the end thereof? Jeremiah chapter 5. There's nothing new here either, is there? We live now in what is called the age of grace under the new covenant of promise whereby we are made righteous through faith. Yet that does not render the prophetic principle that not only foretells but foretells the consequences of ungodly choices. Yet even in God's chastening and correction He does it for those whom He loves that they may come to their senses and repent. We are now living in a day where God is not only exposing corruption in politics, but corruption in the prophets who have told people what they wanted to hear and not what they needed to hear. As in times of old, any prophet of God who is speaking what God tells him will live largely a lonely and persecuted life. He will not be the first speaker invited to the next conference. How long shall the land mourn? For the wickedness of them that dwell therein? The whole land is made desolate because no man lays it to heart. So many thought that God was going to put President Trump in the White House again, and and I felt the same way, but not from the Lord. They felt President Trump would be in the White House again, and the reaction of Antifa was going to bring in a time of difficulty. I felt the same way, but it was a Christian's hope, not a word from the Lord. 2020 was the year of choice. God gave me that. It was the season where everyone in this nation was drawn out to make a choice that would be apparent to all. Those choices usually happen in times of great adversity. Now it's apparent what American politics has chosen and what Christians have chosen. And now 2021 will be the year of consequences where we will reap what we have sown. This present spiritual captivity will truly awaken those with a heart to hear God's own word. I've said it many times that I've felt that what I've been going through over two years is an example of what America is going to go through. It's been a very humbling and a very restorative time where God made good on His word. I'm setting you apart. And I believe that He is now going to work to set American people apart as they bear the consequences of sin being allowed to spread its wings. On bended knee, we will look up and begin to see God's Spirit raise us up to Himself as He knocks out all of the props that we have hoped in and leaned upon. But just as God brought Israel to its knees in the world system called Babylon, so His intention is clear to us. After seventy years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you in causing you to return to this place." For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall you call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will listen to you. And you shall seek me and find me, when you shall search for me with all your heart. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Yea, I will rejoice over them to do them good, and I will plant them in this land assuredly with my whole heart and with my whole soul. For thus saith the Lord, Like as I have brought all this great evil upon this people, so will I bring upon them all the good that I have promised them. We're learning a major lesson in the church in America, and it's all about how we each need to learn how to hear from God when crisis strikes. When we become careful with God's word to us, we'll also be more careful with what we hear, and how we hear it. Be encouraged. You were born for such a time as this.